Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Cut to the Chase at 8 with Queen MC. That's me, Madison Chase. We're talking ESB. That's entertainment, sports, and beauty with my personal, always positive three T's. That's takeaway tips and tools, hopefully, that you can use to live a life full of light, love, sunshine, sunflowers, and definitely more love because we absolutely need it. So today, I want to talk about Jesse Smollett Part 2. What is Jesse saying post-President's Day? And what is his attorney saying? What are his new attorneys saying? And did he want to call the police initially? And why didn't he? Like, what was his hesitation? Uh, So stay tuned. We're going to talk about it in this episode of Cut to the Chase at 8, Part 2. Stay tuned. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. Okay, now that we've heard from our sponsor, thank you so much, sponsor. Here is a story that I want to read. This was from the Chicago Sun-Times. The writer is Andy Grimm. Uh, Jesse Smollett will not meet with Chicago police today. This is, and it says, semicolon lawyer. This was written February 18th, 2019 on President's Day. Jesse Smollett will not meet with Chicago police on Monday to discuss the ongoing investigation of a reported attack on the Empire Star. A spokesman for his attorney said, there are no plans for Jesse to meet with Chicago police today. Any news reports suggesting otherwise are inaccurate. An email statement from public relations consultant Ann Kavanaugh reads, Smollett's attorneys will keep an active dialogue going with Chicago police on his behalf. We have no further comment today. I am going to interject that they have no further comment because the media has ran with the story of these two men who have been identified who did allege that Jesse Smollett paid them. And no one is looking at their background. No one has. Yes, it says that they were born in Chicago, raised in Chicago, even though they are Nigerian descent. So... How are we to assume that that is factual because no one is checking their character, their background, uh, if they have any prior records, if they have been involved in any money laundering schemes? Because to me, if you will accept payment from anyone, who's to say that you're telling the truth about who paid you? And why are we taking their word that it was actually Jesse? Like, could it have been someone from... Uh, an organization that is corrupt. It's just food for thought. Um, Because I refuse to believe uh, that there is uh, a lot of things that are fishy about this investigation and the things that were so easy to believe. And the thing that I was interested in, I wanted to see what TMZ was saying. And so one of the reasons why me and my friend Maurice Lamont started Pause TV is because of outlets like TMZ who historically don't report anything positive about people of color. So when we look at TMZ and other news media outlets, they consistently report 
unfavorable, negative, stereotypical things about people of color. So two examples, the young lady who was being interviewed and said she she grabbed and got her cold pop and she grabbed her shoes and clothes and she didn't care nothing about, she said something about Jesus. And that turned into an iTunes and she turned into a overnight star because of her stereotypical, uneducated uh, African-American woman giving a report. And then we have the other guy who uh, hides your kids. We have that young man who turns into an overnight sensation. So my point is, is that when we look at how news and the media consistently reports on people of color, it is always with a stereotypical lens of what the world and what America seems to think about people of color. And so I just give my opinion based on the understanding of the history of media and how they see us, the history of police departments and how they continue to report their opinions about mainly African-Americans. And if we look at the statistics of people of color in this country and how we are prosecuted at a greater rate, at a more excessive rate, and a rate that uses more force. So in this same article, it goes on to say, initially, Jesse did not want to call the the police, the Chicago police initially. And you could look at that. If he were not African-American and not gay, you could look at that and say, oh, he's guilty. But I think Jussie and a lot of African-Americans are starting to have a hesitancy when it comes to calling the police because we're not even going to talk about people who've gotten the police called on them for studying while at Harvard and they fell asleep in the study lounge. Uh, The people who got the police called on them at Starbucks, at LA Fitness, and all of these different instances. But we have amnesia and want to believe (laughs) that calling the police is going to work in our favor. So I understand his hesitancy if we look at historically what happens when we call the police. But instead, we look at that and say, oh, he's guilty and he has something to hide. And I don't think he has anything to hide other than people have already convicted him. We have publicly, um, a lot of people have publicly assassinated his character, assassinated his mental stability. And I think it's unfair. I think it's, it's sad that we go from crisis to crisis and we continue to blame the victims concerning African-American people. And a lot of African-Americans are doing it, too. We are doing the same thing that uh, non-persons of color are doing to us. We're doing it to ourselves as well and not looking at the big picture. So 
It's cut to the chase today with Queen MC. That's me, Madison Chase. We're talking ESP. That's entertainment, sports, and beauty with my personal positive three T's. And today we talked Jesse Smollett part two and the update. So thanks for listening and we will chat tomorrow. <laughs>